Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Bit Taller. I am Amir. Fergie's about to jump on. We get into all the money that I've lost and won. And Chris, well, I've lost. Chris has won. Into the Christmas games, the bets for all of them, and all the craziness that's going on. The NBA, the Cavs, Dallas, all of it. Listen in. This is horrible. I was trying to get into the Christmas spirit. It did not sound well. I was wondering where you're going with that. Uh, so I was trying to be Santa Claus. I was trying to be British English Santa Claus. Dang. Um, okay, so we got we well we missed last week just because of you know life and everything. So we're back at it. Um, I'm not gonna go into all the details of how much you won or lost. Let's just say you started at uh 17 and you are at 17 word okay uh and that includes the 200 i'm giving you in advance because you jinxed the shit out of fucking the lakers and ad i should you i put a hex on dallas and luca i put a hex on dallas hey but didn't i uh didn't i win something did you count this when i uh when i called it no, uh, yeah, that's the, a bad. You got oh, 200 for it. Yeah, yeah okay, that's cool, a 200 cool. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah All yeah. right, got you. Yeah, so you say, technically... Hey, that, um, was pretty, that was pretty good call, though. I mean, it should have probably been more like 65, and you still would have covered, but still, it should have been not not 72. It should have been like 65-ish or so. Oh, games. no, no, I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about the one where I uh, where I called Steph Curry doing it in New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. How much did... I think you've had 100 for that one. Oh, yeah, you did. You've had 100 bucks for that one, too. So, so I'm sorry, you're at 1,800. So. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not talking about the AD thing. Which we'll get to that later. But yeah. uh, the Steph Curry, man, for some reason, it just it just felt right that that was going to happen in Madison Square Garden and whatever. You think the NBA kind of I mean, it's not, it seemed like NBA for sure wanted it, too, because they had, uh, you know, um, Reggie Miller as the announcer and they had Ray Allen in the house, you know, the well, if, thing. here's the thing. Yes, they if they could have picked it, they worked out beautifully for them. Um, and for the crowd and all that stuff for history sake and everything. Um, the previous two games though, he was still getting the shots up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought maybe you would have been, maybe you wouldn't have taken so many, but the two games prior to that, he still had like 15 threes and he was just making three or four of them. So it wasn't yeah, like he was just yeah, yeah. waiting till the garden, but it just, it just happened, you know, where it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, did you watch? It was a fun game to watch too. So I watched a little bit of it. I didn't yeah. catch the beginning. Yeah. It was a good game to watch. So, but yeah, so overall you are at 18 now mm-hmm. and I am at 700. <laughs> Woo! So after this weekend, I may need to go into the pot and borrow and take, you know, you take, what's it called when you, uh, they take a percentage of your winnings. You're, you're, you're basically going to take out a marker and I'm going to, yeah, uh, basically, basically. So it might have to be interest. like that. All right. So, um, but so let's get to the games. We're going to just bet on all the Christmas day games. Okay. Sounds good. But the potential is we don't know what the sequence. So everything that came out is Atlanta, New York is staying as scheduled. Dallas and Utah are being, are staying. The three games in between are going to be, depending on what happens with COVID and all that stuff, it may be time changes, but 
Yes. Just, the games are supposedly still happening. So let's just bet on them. Do you have the spreads on any of them? I don't have them. No, I don't think they'll have the spreads yet because there's games. Let's just go straight up then. Let's just go straight <clears throat> up. Since especially oh, with excuse the COVID- me. Yeah, no, excuse me. There are uh, there are the spreads that I have on here. Yes. Okay, so give okay, let's go Atlanta, New York. So New York is favored by one and a half. So basically, I mean basically pick them. We can call that. Yeah, one and a half. Let's just go pick on that one. Okay. Yep. Just, so who do you got? Um, I'm gonna go with the Hawks, even though it's in New York. I feel like the Knicks are struggling, which is something we'll get into in a little bit, which I had a okay. little question for you. So I'm going to go with the Hawks for 100. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to go the exact opposite because Trey is in the protocol. That's okay. And I will take 100. And so is uh, Clint Capella. And so is uh galliano uh uh what's his name is it it's not galliano it's a uh, uh, galinari galinari and i was actually going to ask you that last time like did he stay in atlanta because i hadn't heard anything about him and then all of a sudden he, he's in the protocol so I, he's in atlanta um I, yeah it's, I, it's funny to see where he's kind of bounced around to a little bit and he's a player that i'm surprised bounced around as much because he seems like a very good teammate He's a good, I mean, at this point in his career, he's a very good bench player. Um, I'm just surprised that he still bounces around as much as he is. But it also tells you that he's a good trade commodity, I guess, yeah. and that everybody wants him, you know? Yeah, I mean, this is his fifth team that he's been on, so. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. Um, all right, the next one is Boston at uh, the Bucks uh, in Milwaukee. Bucks are favored by seven, it says okay. right here. So, I mean, who knows if that's that a change. big one? Let's go with that one, okay? Um, God, I, I'll go with the Bucks at home. I think they're, uh, I, I think they're, they're ripe to to have a nice win on Christmas Day. Okay. Uh, being the defending champs, I think they'll uh, they'll do some nice things. And then the Celtics have had some issues with people being out right now. So I will take the Bucks for a double-digit win on Christmas Day for 100. For 100, and you're going to go with the Bucks, And then I will actually, even though I'm, I never want them to succeed, I think Christmas Day, I think uh, Tatum is going to just ball out. So I'm going to go with 100 with that, and I will take the points. Okay. So, uh, all right. Next one, we got Golden State at uh, Phoenix says phoenix is favored by three and a half you go first. that's very interesting yeah you can pick first this time um let's you know um i don't like the sun so i'm just golden State. i'll take the points in golden state and i'll just do uh 100 okay i really Um, can't bet too much because i'm trying not to lose money (laughs) so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go with you on that one i i think it's gonna be very very close and it could come down to you know obviously a last last second you know winner uh by one or two points even right let's pull it out or something but i really enjoy watching the warriors play and uh who knows if is clay supposed to be back on christmas day or no i think as of what i was reading it's they have like four days set in january for him to come back like and okay. one's against the nets one's against the sun something like that but like and, and i mean i don't think day one back that he would make a crazy difference yeah yeah but uh, it'd be fun to watch. But I'm going to say the Warriors just for 100 as well because I, okay. I, I, really, I want to root for them. I enjoy watching them. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then uh, Nets at Lakers. Shoot. Lakers are favored by one and a half. Are they really? 
That's what it says. Let's just call that a wash too. If it's that close, let's just call it a wash. But the funny thing is their coach potentially might not be there too. Frank Vogel is in the protocol, so they don't have their coach. They don't have shit. They have players on the roster. Like they were, I was watching the game a couple days. I'm like, who the fuck is he? <laughs> I, I did see that a, a couple guys out there. I was like, wait, what? I've <laughs> like, never seen that number before out there. They started the season. Their sequence of numbers went from one to like, I think it was like 12. And it was like one through 12. And then they're like, you know, Dwight Howard's 38. Right now, they had like a guy number 38. I'm like, where the fuck did he come from? Who's 38? Ethan, we had the game on, I forget, one of the nights. And Ethan even asked, Who's number 34 <laughs> or whatever some student? I was like, I don't know, man. Right. Make some name up. I don't know. It's the guy that just came out, you know. Beep, so beep. I looked it up on my phone quickly and I had never heard of him either. <laughs> yeah. so I tried to explain a little bit about the G League and how. Yeah. It yeah. yeah. Like They're that. actually fun games to go. Or did you see what um, uh, uh, Richard Jefferson said against the Nets? I think Philly game. He was yeah. like, this is the biggest uh fan base you'll see at a g league game because there were all g league players there's not no, one there NBA the, player on that yeah, roster there's been some games with some interesting rosters it's been so fun it's been yeah and the games aren't haven't been horrible where you can't watch it it's just like you don't know these guys so like you don't know how to che- i mean you're cheering for the team more than the players i guess at that point well, it's you terrible know, so. because i can't figure out the overs and unders what yeah the, for God's sakes. <laughs> the betting man is screwed in this it's in this killing me i mean you think maybe overs because the defense is gonna suck but then right but then the shooting is terrible so they're yeah. not gonna make open yeah. three so you're like yeah. god what do you what do you do yeah 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 so all right lakers that's who you got I, you know I'm going to go with the Lakers. I'm Come on, you go. know I'm going not with the Lakers. So right. let's go Nets. I'm going two Bills. Okay, well, hold on. You're going Nets. Hold on. I got to calculate how much money I have and how much money I can spend. That's okay. I'll let you I'll let you go into the to the red. It's okay. Now I'm going to go 200 as well because I, I got to support my team. Christmas Day, LeBron, I feel like would step it up, you know? Okay. So... We got no AD. Hopefully Westbrook doesn't turn the ball over and get a quadruple double off turnover. So, so no AD. So how long is he going to be out for? Speaking of a that? month, homie, at a least a, at least a month. Now has it come back the test? What what was the? Uh... They just said it was like a strain. They, they just like it's like it was no no tears, no pop, no nothing. He said he was scared because he heard a pop, but thankfully there was no structural damage. So that he heard a pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but I will say I had an injury with my Achilles and like I just jumped off the curb just walking and I heard a pop on my Achilles and I freaked out and I, I had a strain for like two months, three months yeah, where yeah. I wasn't getting better. But, that, you know, you hear that sound. The first thing you do is you, you go feeling for it. It's like, oh, shit, is it still there? Is it still there? Yeah, and, for, sure. uh, for the knee, you can't really do that. But uh, I guess it came back just as a strain. So, well, thankfully. I mean, hey, we, we talked about this on previous pods. This is this is Anthony Davis right here, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I you know obviously, like I said before, I don't want to jinx anybody getting hurt, but just what what you see, like but what you know, happening with him, man, he's gonna get hurt. He's gonna sit for four weeks, and then they're gonna bring him back. He's gonna be out of shape. He, I mean, this is this is it's him. it's it's funny because everyone's saying this about him, right? But then I was listening to a podcast, or I, no, Jeff Van Gundy. Uh, put a, a this is his twitter it was like you know people keep criticizing him for missing so many games but jimmy butler who everyone is like thinks is the iron man plays through everything 
the last three seasons has played the exact same amount of games as AD. Well, I mean, that's isn't that interesting though? Like we always assume. It is interesting. However, I will say um, I'm okay with some of the games that Jimmy Butler misses because when he's out there, I mean, I see him going 110% and putting himself in that position. I'm not saying, I'm not saying it's great to be reckless and try to get hurt and all that stuff, but guy is putting himself on the line every night for his team doing whatever. I cannot say that about AD and correct me. I mean, I don't know. You watch. It's also, it's also a different, you can't really compare um, big men getting injured to guards getting injured. And I think guards kind of go under the radar a little bit more than the big guys, because they're such a big focal point of most offenses. Right. And there's potentially three guards nowadays and on a team and, or when we watched the Laker game, LeBron James was playing center and he had four guards around him, you know? So yeah. I think we, we make it more, I think big men become more noticeable when they're miss in games. Like Embiid misses a bunch of games, right? And people question his injuries throughout yeah. his career, but he's been relatively okay. Mm-hmm. Like big men, if they can get into like seven, 68 games a year, at this point, that's a pretty good number, you know. Even yeah. Giannis isn't like consistent. Like Giannis is like in the low seventies last couple of years, you know. Yeah, I guess you. I guess you just look at it with Anthony Davis and just being a floater. And what I mean, yeah, he just continues to float further and further, further away yeah. from the basket. Yeah, and I understand at a certain point in your career, you may need to do that for certain reasons, right? To stay, I don't know. You may just maybe don't have it inside anymore. The the physical characteristics you need to to be an inside presence but for god's sakes everybody's saying oh he's top five player in the league shit like that no he's not i'm sorry he is not proving that and yeah uh i don't see it when you when you watch him play yes he has great games but he is not consistently when you tune in that you're going to say oh yeah he's getting 30 and 30 and 13 tonight or 30 and 12 he's not yeah it's very very inconsistent when that happens and when you're talking about a top five guy in the league, right? You get Giannis and when you watch him play, I'm sorry, you you know he's going for 30 and he's going to get like almost 15 rebounds. Right. Kevin Durant in a big game, you know, on national television and all that stuff, right? I mean every game is national television. But right. You you get it on a, a big spotlight. He's he's going for 35. He's going to get there. You just you don't know with AD. Some it's going to be like, oh he's two for 13 from the field and oh he had a rough night shooting. Like how many times do you hear that? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's like if he's having a bad game, he's not – you can tell he's having a bad game because he's not aggressive. He doesn't take shots. You know, if – if what's that oh, – I mean, you probably heard this all the time, like, especially as a shooter. They're like, a good shooter doesn't stop shooting. Yeah, shooter, you shoot. Know, like, yeah, it's no matter what. Whether you're 2 for 10 or uh, first half and you come back, you better shoot 10 more, you know, to get back on, you know, to your average or whatever it is. Whereas if he's having a bad sh- shooting game, it's because he shot, like, 12 shots you know but, it, but it's also it, it's just understanding too if you're not feeling the rhythm of the ball going through the hoop you need to get that rhythm and for him I'm, I'm not i'm not seeing it where he gets in the post and yeah. screw that get fouled get yes, a free throw yep. that's a yep. rhythm that's a you know i know it's a it's a free throw you're not jumping but it's yeah. still the the 15 footer where you're you're getting that feel of it going through the hoop and then all of a sudden you get some additional rhythm back you know, shooter is the easiest way, right? When Curry gets a gets in a funk, what does he do? He gets some backdoor layups. He gets a couple little floaters, sees mm-hmm. the ball go in, and next thing you know, but 
Yeah, you gotta yeah. keep shooting. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and we can get into, we can talk about the Lakers. We, I feel like we talk way too much about the Lakers all the time. So that's okay. It's a hometown team, and yeah, I love talking yeah. about how bad they. Yeah, are. but it's like, usually we're bashing them. We never talk about the good shit about the Lakers. I know. <laughs> Tell me a topic that's good right now with the Lakers, and I'll I'll, I'll add on to it. A what's the name? Uh, Austin Reeves, AK fifteen baby. Austin Reeves. I will. I will talk positively about that. Except All that right. as soon as he made the game winner, he went into protocol. They're like, nope, he's too hot. Take his ass off the court. Take his ass off the court. Nope, nope. Hey man, he got he um, got his shine and uh, good for him. Hold on. Let's 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 stop bashing on the Lakers and let's t- move to another topic that we can bash on. Let's talk about the Dallas versus Utah matchup Friday. Or, yeah, that is a, a matchup on Christmas Day, huh? So yes, it is, uh, sir. It, yes, it Utah. is. And your boys are it, so uh, it's in Utah, and Utah's favored by five. Utah's Damn, that's favorite. all they're favored by. Woo! Well, you know I'm taking the Mavs. Okay. 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 Just for a uh, hundred, though. If I could bet fifty, I would. But I think minimum was a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, well, I'm gonna go with Utah, obviously, and then I will bet a hundred on. Actually, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm gonna do that. Thank you you know what I'm gonna do? Because the Lakers are so crippled. Because the Lakers are so crippled, and I don't have a lot of funds, I'll go a hundred on the Lakers, and I'm gonna go two hundred on Utah. All right. Sounds good. Okay. That way, I'm not like I have like a hundred left after this <laughs> this weekend potentially. So. Um, okay, let's talk about Dallas. You, you tell me, you, you were complaining about them before we came on. So you, you tell me what's going on. They are struggling big time. That is what's going on. And it's quite frustrating, although they're winning tonight. Let's see if they can hold off the, uh, the Wolves in the, in the fourth quarter. They uh, lost Minnesota a couple of days ago. They lost to them yesterday. Yes. The day before. One of the things I will say, which is, which is nice. So, so here's the thing. Mavericks tonight are playing without Luca and without Porzingis. Okay. Porzingis, that might be better off without him. But with <laughs> Luca, you know, he's got to get into rhythm. I mean, we need to get Luca back and to start getting him into rhythm of what he was in last year. Because right now I'm not seeing it. We've talked about his being out of shape and all that stuff. But uh, one positive I will say coming from Luca being out is Jalen Brunson. Dude, I was gonna mention that when I was against the Lakers. He, um, he's a very good basketball player. Yes, yes, you can you can definitely tell also that. So he came out of Villanova, right? And I don't know if you watched yep. him in, in college. I mean, he was the I believe it was the Player of the Year, a senior or something. And he just balls. I mean, he yeah. is he is very fundamentally sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and he's he's a baller. Got. Uh, Shoot, he's not an amazing shooter from three by any stretch, but he just finds a way to make things happen, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, just against Lakers, he was just d- driving to the basket and just, like, he had, like, five, six possessions where he either was driving and dishing or driving and scoring, and the Lakers just had no answer for him. You know who he kind of, in a lot of how he plays the game and built, kind of reminds me of? Um, uh, Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, I think just I don't know maybe it's just uh, so Brunson is a lot bigger though five how big is what's his name Brunson's only six one is he yeah I think it's just like maybe they're built or maybe how like I don't know just like their demeanor on the court just kind of very much seems the same well it's the it's the fearless attitude I mean Brunson maybe maybe attacks I mean he's you know it's kind of like watching um, I know he's not as quick and all stuff but like Cameron Payne attacked the paint a little bit and just how 
he's just fearless. Yeah. He'll kind of get yeah. in there and yeah. very scrappy and just makes and throws his body in there, kind of takes yeah. contact, and he's very good at controlling it once he does when he's in the air, you know. For so. sure. I mean, he's he's scored double digits uh the last 10 games in a row. Shit, he fucking lit up the Lakers. I think he was the top scorer for you yeah, guys. Yeah, 25 points that night and Shit. and nine assists. So it's not like he's just that's what I was saying. Like too. he was he was tearing up the Lakers. Uh, and I, it's just I was like, where the fuck is the Lakers defense? We're supposed to be top, you know, whatever, and we couldn't stop this man. So yeah, so I mean he's not he's not playing or the the Mavs are not playing great right now, and we we got to find some rhythm and get some guys healthy. You know, Hardaway not playing tonight, also, or Doncic or Porzingis. So, you know, get some guys back. But damn, we got to start stacking up some of these wins, however we can. I don't care if it's against the Wolves or not. You know. Well, you have a little bit of a tough schedule. So you play Milwaukee, uh, Utah, Portland in the next three, and yep. then you play Sacramento twice. OKC, Den, and so you have like potentially you can go if you can go three and three, that's not bad because you're playing you know potentially the Portland's a you know whatever, but Milwaukee and Utah obviously are tough wins if you especially if you don't have Luca. Oh, for sure. No, it's not an easy road. I mean, you look at their schedule. January, you know they have some winnable games. Yeah. Um, at, at least what it looks on paper, but yeah. for God's sake, some of the teams that I thought were gonna be. Um, you know, benefit the the Mavs. Those teams are looking pretty good right now. So yeah, I mean, honestly, even OKC, dude, Shea is how many game winners is he gonna shoot? Make you know, in, the, in a week know. he made two, and one of them, the dude just you know chucked a seventy foot shot, banked it in to win in Charlotte. The other one, he game winner against the Clippers, like against his old teams. Like, damn, this. I was actually asking Ali this: Would you take him or or, or Ja? Oh man, that is, that is so hard. Um, I mean, obviously we're talking about how well Shea is playing right now in the moment. Um, On a bad team, but he's playing very good and helping that team try to win, even though the organization doesn't want them to. No, I mean, God, they're still, they're, they're doing really well. I would still, I would still say jaw right now. Um, it's it's close though it's it's very close what about i just think uh, the ceiling right now i think jaw what about trey or shay uh i think trey young really see i like i like shay and no i i really like shay the reason why i will say trey young is because with where the game is going on expanding the floor so much um I, i just think trey's range allows him to be more impactful for a longer period of time. So um, Shea does so many other great things. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I just, if it's me, then I, I think, right. uh, I think Trey Young right now. Yeah. I, I just, I see what you're saying with how Trey, but I think Shea, I mean, look, both game winners he had were pretty like, you know, 27 to 28 for jumps threes oh, yeah. um, to, you know, game winners. And so, and he's, I think, he, he is bigger, so I feel like within just the game, people can't take advantage of Shea as much as they would Trey in the playoffs, at least. You know, in the playoffs, yeah, no, basically I mean, screen and roll and just put him in the poster against a smaller guy, you know? You're totally right. I mean, he's 6'5". Um, yeah. he's, he's lanky. He's not like a big 6'5", but he's, you know, long, lanky. You're not going to be able to, you know, take advantage of him just 
because he has that at least length on you, you know? No, he, I mean, he's, he's fantastic. I mean, he is absolutely tearing it up right now. You're, you're right. Um, but from a, a standpoint of just, if he develops a, a three point shot and can get better at that, then yeah, that increases his value. But just right now, my opinion, I think Trey uh, more valuable than him. Okay. 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 All right. Well, um, I had a question. I, I was going to ask you, um, can we discuss Cleveland? We mocked them so much and we talked about them on another pod, but oh my God. I had that down for you as well. My question is, are the Cavs legit and can they actually win a playoff series? Look, they're eight and two right now. And let me tell you who they've beaten in the They're the this. three seed as of right now. Yeah. Look, they've beaten the Bulls. They've beaten the Heat. They've beaten the Bucks. They've beaten the Wizards. They've beaten like they've beaten very good teams. They've lost to the Bucks once and lost to the Jazz once, and it was a one point game against the Jazz. So that's you can you know kind of call that as a toss up. But yeah, as much as we criticized their roster of having all these big men, I think the things that have changed is that um, K Love is playing really well. He also has kind of accepted what role he is. They're, they want from him. Rubio is playing just insane. You completely read my mind, and I wish you could see my notes right now. because I, <laughs> I put that exact same thing down. I said, having Love and Rubio off the bench makes a such a difference. When you get that second team to come in, Yeah, a lot of teams, right? Yeah. You see what happens, and we were talking about this before, the Lakers just you know drop off a little bit, and they can't maintain leads. When you have two guys like that, veteran leaders that have been through it, right? They're going to come in and not feel any stress. They're going to come in and right the ship or to continue the ship, you know, where, wherever it's going. And I think having those two guys, what you, what you talked about, accepting the role and being off the bench, that, that second string where they can come in and just ball out. And uh, that's, that's what's really helping them, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, look, Rubio's playing 28 minutes a game. That's a good amount, you know? K-Love is playing 20 minutes. There is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 guys that are playing, averaging over 20 minutes in a game. So they're yeah. just, they're basically going five guys in, five guys out, you know? And they're just rolling. And they don't technically have one of the best players on that team, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're both, they're both averaging uh, double digits right now. Yeah, love is ninety seven percent from the free throw line. I mean, not shooting a ton, but uh, he's still getting some boards, and he's always twelve points a game. So together, the two of them, they're you know twenty five points a game, twenty six points a game, and from your bench to come off and be scoring double digits every night, that's that's important. Yeah, and like we talked about this with the Wizards a couple of pods ago, where they had you know they're starting five always scoring in double digits. These guys have eight players scoring in double digits. That's, yeah. you know, that's a good balance. And they've ranged from 16 to 11, except for uh, Garland, who's averaging 19. So it's a good, you know, you, they play team ball to the point where even if you shut down one player, there's going to be, you know, potentially four other guys that can out, you know, do take over his just, you know, shortage of points from one player. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, what I like to looking at the roster Man, you don't have any super big name. I mean, Kevin Love is way past his prime on that. Right, but right. You don't have right. big names, guys. They're all just bringing their lunch pail every day. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that your first pick, you know, Mobley is is playing well this year too. I mean, he's 
actually come into the league and and fit right in. It's funny because on a potentially bad team that we thought they were going to be, right? Usually, a first round pick is going to have to come in and really, you know, carry the load a lot. Whereas he's just coming to fit right in and playing well, and he, he's not trying to do too much. Where we talked about before, some of the other first round picks maybe coming in and doing a yeah. little too much uh, heavy lifting to early yeah. in their career. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was um, I somebody had mentioned a trade proposal for uh, Westbrook for K Love and Rubio, and I was at one point I'm like, well, I would for sure do it because I would t- I love Rubio, like I've always liked Rubio, but then it was like, I don't know if Cleveland would even want that trade. Like, I think that- I think that's a absolutely terrible move if Cleveland even thought about that. I, I can't I can't imagine any true insider or GM thinking that that would be a good fit for Cleveland. They're right. young. They're trying to build something, right? Yeah. I, you have two really, really, really good from what I've heard locker room veterans. Yeah. At least I mean this season, this season for, for Caleb. Okay so. Being off the yeah. bench. Yeah. Like, come on there. Yeah. Kevin Love and Ruby are fitting their roles nicely and yeah. not creating too much commotion you had Westbrook in there you think he's just going to play nice in the sandbox and be like right. oh yeah let me come off the bench and you know play 25 minutes a game no way yeah I mean Rubio is shooting 34 from three and 36 from field goal so he's not great but he's but he's never been a great shooter but he knows his role and he plays it very 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 well you know he's just he's just steady He's yeah. a very steady yeah. player yeah. 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 who doesn't doesn't hurt you significantly, except on the defensive end. Yeah. Which, speaking of defense, I want to get into another topic. Mm-hmm. What has changed with the Knicks from last year to this year? Well, uh, Kemba. I mean, they they changed. I think they changed too much of what they were last season to this season. So I think they completely changed their identity, which yeah. is wild. I mean, you added Fournier and Kemba Walker. Who, who are defensive players, you know, who both are can, you know, can fill it up in Fournier the last three games and Kemba, they both been play, right. shooting really well, right? But both of them are defensive liabilities. And yeah. the reason you were so good last year, you tuned in to actually, it's been the first time in a long time you tuned in to watch teams play defense, right? And last season when the Knicks were on TV, it was, it was fun to watch. Yeah. I remember betting a lot of unders. Yeah on Knicks games last year, knowing that they were going to hold their team to under hundred points and they locked down. And I don't know what the hell's happened except for the fact that, yeah, they changed their identity, which I can't well, believe. Look, they have one of their best potential um, guards wings is on your team. Now Bullock Bullock. Yeah. Three and D he was on the Lakers for a little bit. He's, I mean, he's technically, I wouldn't consider him a three point threat, but he's a, good three-point shooter and he's a good defender like he's just so if you're choosing between Fournier or him I would have picked Bullock but they yeah. chose to go the other way and you're seeing the consequences of those kind of decisions you know um and Kembo is barely getting off the bench right he got benched and they yeah. finally played him against Boston where yeah. they they lost still but um it's just I, watching that uh, that transformation from year over year. And I was looking into it, trying to see, gosh, has there been a lot of injuries with the Knicks? And not that I could really see hasn't been crazy injuries. Uh, I, I just think their, their identity is, uh, is not what it was last year. And also, you know, look, last season, Julius played out of his mind. True. Great. You know, he was a true all-star and he's kind of, he's not 
regressed down to what he was the season before, but he's regressed a little bit more of an average of what we kind of expected as opposed to what it was last year. And that alone can, you know, be five games difference within a season, right? Five, six, yeah. seven, whatever it is, you know? So I think that might yeah. be another factor of it. Um, yeah, a little of both, right? I think Derrick Rose has kind of gone back. Like Derrick Rose was a little bit more. I think that one season off legit where they didn't play a lot, I think helped Derrick Rose again. You know, all these things, little things probably helped them. And the, you know, RJ isn't playing as well as he was last year. Like I think just in general, maybe. And they're not a surprise this year either. Yeah, that's right? true. People are expecting to go in there and get into a battle and, you know, the defense isn't there to what it was last year. And so like, all right, we can outscore these guys now, you know? That's true. That's true. Yeah. I I, I thought I was going to mention that too. I'm like, there's, you know, just, that's another where they were suggesting Lakers would trade for Mitchell Robinson because now that AD is down, I'm like, who the fuck are you going to trade to get Mitchell Robinson? Like (laughs) you have nobody. What's that? Reeves, right? No, I, I they were saying like uh, Bazemore. I'm like, I don't. I mean, Bazemore's on the bench on the Lakers. I don't, like, what's what's yeah. he gonna do in New York? You know, but he's a good defender, so maybe Thibodeau might want him. Speaking of know. the Lakers and some of the decisions, right? Who they would have to trade? Do you think they look back and they're kicking themselves for letting Caruso walk? I think it's more. Um, obvious that he's not there because the person they assumed would take his role Kendrick Nunn isn't there does that make sense yeah, yeah. the person that they expected to be the backup point isn't there to be the backup point and so now they're kind of scrambling and you know doing all these other things but the one thing about Caruso that people don't mention a lot he would get injured quite a bit and miss two weeks here he's just not you don't notice it because he's not necessarily the top whatever on the Lakers but now yeah. he's in the Bulls. I mean, he would literally, I swear that boy went to concussion protocols like fucking three times a season, you know? Because he also dives and then he's got that big old noggin that just bounces off the ground. So, um, well, and you know, one thing I'm, I'm a little surprised with too is so we, we've always known that LeBron keeps whoever he wants, mm-hmm. he'll talk to the organization. How did he not talk to them into keeping him? I think they, I think they assumed THT was. Like, if you're going to choose between the two, the organization was going to go THT and LeBron probably saw some of that, even though it seems like LeBron loved. I mean, he hypes him up even when he's on the Bulls, like shows up highlight reels on his Instagram. So why can't, why can't, yeah, I don't know. Why couldn't they have kept both? I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Like some, I guess maybe he's not the gym, you know, like people keep saying he's the gym and does this. Maybe he doesn't always do get what he wants. So. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I like Crusoe. I've always liked Crusoe. When he, I, like I said, in the first part, I'm like, that was probably one of the best signings they had within the summer was signing him for such a great contract. Yeah. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like well, 8 million, look, 9 million a year. It's nothing. When you used to look at all the Laker games at the end of the game, who was in there? Yeah. You had yeah. Caruso in crunch time playing D and up. I mean, yeah. he yeah. is a great defender. Yeah. And you have, you have that guy at the end of games. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. When you're talking about come playoff time. You need some of those guys when it gets into a half court set. And the Only other we got them. We got uh, uh, Reeves. We got Austin Reeves. We got the other white boy out of nowhere. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to disconnect right now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only difference between these two is that he's got more hair and more realistic hair than uh uh what's his name caruso and that's about it 
Hey, so do you think Russell Westbrook meant to pass it on that play, or do you think it slipped out of his hands? You have no idea how I was like, he got the ball in the corner. I'm like, oh, the game's over. He's going to shoot a three and fucking miss it. And then he dropped. I'm like, oh, he's doing the right play. He's making the – it was such – that last couple of minutes was like such an emotional roller coaster where they miss like – LeBron took a three and like barely hit the back of the backboard like on the side. Uh, Wayne Ellington had airballed just before he made the other three. It was just like this weird fucking sequence. I mean, it's just one of those things where you can't explain. Two guys go up for the rebound and it just – gets tipped right to the right. corner where he's at. And it's like, it, yeah, it just, it just happens. I mean, it's weird stuff. It was just oh, like, ball yeah, ball. that game entire that game in the Dallas, uh, uh, not uh, what's the other game where they went into overtime where they lost, but there was just a couple of games. I'm like, I don't know if like, I, we're getting older, homie. I don't know if my heart can handle this shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are definitely getting older. So I will say that. Um, yeah. Another topic for me. Um, you know, it was about, I was, you know, speaking of the Wolves plan, I was wondering, are they a legit playoff team? Like, I, I mean, I know they may just be playing a little bit ahead right now, but you know, with some of the guys they have, do you think in the West, they're going to hold on and be a, and be a playoff team? The Wolves? I think, um, I mean, you have to be in the top 10, right? Yeah. They're eight right now. Yeah. They're nine. Uh, they're tied oh, after with the loss right well, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they're not they're ninth right now, but um, I mean, look, to fall out of the top ten, I mean, you hope you're basically assuming Portland's eventually get their shit together. I I don't know based on what we were talking about last time with their roster. I, right. I don't see it. Yeah, that's so. That's the thing. It's like I don't. I think there's at least. I mean, Sacramento's a tenth seat, so. Uh, I think they're going to – they'll be in the play-in games. I don't think they're going to get up to the sixth seed, but yeah. I think they'll be in the seven to ten range. I think they can – they have the talent to be in the seven to ten range, right? I know. I, I mean, just don't – it's just crazy to think. Like, I don't know. Minnesota, when have they been – when have they been relevant? You know, I was actually going to say, this is the thing that I'm really getting tired of watching in the NBA is it's in the first quarter and some dude – you know, hits two shots in a row and starts pounding his chest, running down the court, yelling, this is my house or some shit. Mm. And, and the second half comes around, they fucking blow it and they shoot two for 30, whatever it is. And then they come and they ask them, you know, ask them and they get upset about it. It's like, well, don't pound your fucking chest in the first quarter when you, you know, do a crazy high flying dunk. Yeah. Be, that, that emotional rage is there. But then like, you just made two baskets in a row. Like, calm your yeah. fucking titties. Like, this is just, you know, this is this is your job. You're getting paid multiple millions of dollars to make a ball in a basket. Well, and, right, it talks about, hey, sometimes you can have emotion, but don't get too high, don't get too low. Right. And it brings me to a, um, I, I saw this thing, and it was like an interview with, um, I think it was J.R. Ryder. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw that, right? And it was and with Kevin Garnett or something like that, and they were talking about, when he was balling against MJ one day and Kevin Garnett came out of the huddle and was like talking all this mess and stuff. And then MJ was like, Oh, okay. It's like that, huh? And then just completely like shut him down and went off for like 20 in the fourth quarter. Right. And it just, it, that kind of reminds me of, of, yeah, I heard yeah. that as well. Yeah. It's like, you gotta yeah. stay, stay the course, yeah. man. You get too, yeah. too hyped. The other team thinks you're kind of, you know, trying to dog them a little bit. Yeah. And, 
It yeah. could go south in a hurry. These are NBA players, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's it's like it was the reason I bring it up is because like uh cat when they were Lakers were playing them, he was like, and I, I think it was just because AD and him are Kentucky guys and they were going head to head, number one draft picks, this, that, yeah. another. And I feel like there was just more hype. And AD never seems to step up when he's going against another, like he never steps up against, you know, um Giannis or whatever. And so like he was just like yapping and pounding his chest. My house, this time I'm like, and, and they won and they blew out the Lakers and shit. It worked for him. But like, yeah. there's so many games where, and even I feel like LeBron maybe might've done it younger, but I feel like he doesn't do that unless he's making a game winner or something like that. I think he's pretty much even keel. He'll flex here when he dunks or something. But yeah. like, these guys are just like, you haven't done anything. And it's the first quarter. You have 36 more minutes to play, you know, like, uh-huh. Let's let's ease off that like, hype level of you know getting yourself going for another thirty seconds before you get go zero for five in the second quarter. You know, I, I've never thought Cat was a, I don't know something about it. I've I've never been a huge fan of his. I don't think he's a a winner. I think he's a, a stat stuffer, right? You can you can get tons of stats just from his how big and strong he is. All this stuff you can get, go you know gobble up a bunch of rebounds and all that stuff. And he can shoot it. He's proven to be a good three-point yeah. shooter too. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I've never been a fan of his. And well, he said he was the greatest big man shooter ever. Whew. Good lord. I was like, I mean, look, your stats suggest you are, but, but there's somebody named Dirk Nowitzki. I was gonna say, I was that. like, if 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 money's on the line, last possession, and it's you or Dirk, I guarantee you. Uh, 99.9999% of the your teammates would even go with Dirk over you, you know? The like, only people, the only people who wouldn't are the Miami Heat. And that's who the when the right when right. the Mavericks and Dirk eliminated them. Right, right. <laughs> like maybe Cat would might even like sway, be swayed to you know, pick for Dirk. But I, was just, I, I love the energy that he has, but like you said, like Kat, you need to prove something at a higher level than regular season to be put in any level of consideration to be a for great sure. shooter. For sure. So, he needs to, he needs to do something in playoffs or else he's, I'm sorry, but he's Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. You got a game for me? No, sir. I had I a, got one. It's okay. I'm going back to the trivia thing and it's very simple answers. Are you okay. ready? I'm ready. All right. Who's the first foreign player drafted uh, number one overall? Oh, first foreign. Number. I'll give you clues. You want clues? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, what well, year? What like what year? Okay, seventies. Seven. Oh God, seventies. Jesus. Fairly uh, famous. Um, couple of championships. West hmm. Coast team drafted him. Okay. Okay. In the seventies, though. Yeah. I'm gonna say Michael Thompson. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, which rookie played an instrumental role in the Houston Rockets title in 1994? I can give you one clue and it'll give it away. No, don't give me that yet. 1994. So they went back to back. 94, 95, they won. Yeah. Is this Sam Cassell? Yes, it is. All right. The alien himself. Sam Cassell. Um, Which two teams participated in the 94 Malice at the Palace? That was the Pacers and the Pistons. It 
It was. It was. Right? Yeah. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal spent most of his career with the Pacers, but what team drafted him in 96? Um, but, but I believe it was the Portland Trailblazers. You are correct. What year was the three-point shot introduced into the NBA? Oh, gosh. Um, let's say 86. 79. I thought it was like 82, 83, but I, I didn't get that one right either. Was um, it really? Gosh, I, I, I feel like I remember uh, it wasn't around so much like when Bird was there. But wasn't he there in the 80s? Yeah, but Bird came was drafted 79, 80 with Magic. So yeah, but I didn't think um, the three point line was around when he was there, or else he would. I guess he was. They, it just wasn't relevant at that point. Yeah, you know, maybe that's no right. one really yeah. ever shot it until probably yeah. like the mid eighties when it really started becoming into the more effect. But all right, which two players shared Rookie of the Year honors in ninety nine two thousand season? Ooh, if you nice. want, I can tell you the teams. Of the two team players, or tell I can me, give you... tell me one team, and let's see if I can get the other one. Um, Chicago. Chicago, nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine, two thousand. One of the players was on was uh, drafted by Chicago. Okay. God damn. I'm give you the other team. Yeah. Houston Rockets. Shit, that's hard. Uh, 99, I I don't remember exactly 99. Steve Francis and Elton Brand. Elton Brand, shit. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Franchise and then uh, Brand from Duke, okay. So That's this is one. the one that kind of got me. I actually didn't know this answer. I didn't know, uh, I didn't, I thought, I knew uh, Elton. I forgot Francis was co with him. Um, 90, or who's the first, who's the first overall pick in the 83 draft? So the year before Jordan, all them. The and year Hakeem. before? It is 83. 83 was, 84 was Jordan's year with Hakeem and um, a couple other guys. Uh, Barkley and all those guys. Charles Barkley? No, Ralph Sampson. Sampson? Can you believe that? Really? They got Ralph like, Sampson like was, and Hakeem back to back. I feel like Ralph Sampson was a. Uh, was before that for some reason. I don't. I did too. I did I thought, too. I thought, I thought he was older he was than that. At least like six or seven years prior yeah. to that. But holy cow, if they had yeah. those two guys like back, back to back, back, right? Wow. I'm sorry. That that just means that Samson. I I have to look at his stats. But did he underachieve then? Uh let's look him up. Or did the dream not? I mean, really uh, hit the ground running when he got it? Because if you have two of those guys in back to back years. Didn't they win it? No, they didn't win the championship. So no, they won me... like 95, right? Yeah, they won. Um, all right. So he was drafted 83. He played 82 games. And then, yeah, he had a short career. He went, he basically played till 80. Shit. He played three seasons and then of solid 82, 82, 79, then went 43, 48, 19, 29, 61, 26, 25, 10. And he was out. Okay. So. How can he not be in the mix for for a bust then? As a number, he was a number one pick, right? Yeah. I, I'm just saying. Do you ever hear his name as part of the bust, like a number yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there was a bigger bust than him. Oh, of course, there's bigger bust, but as a number one pick. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, we can name a couple, right? What Edwards yeah. or no, what not Edwards, but the dude from uh, Minnesota a few years back. I even forget his name. I don't even think he played one, two seasons in the league. Minnesota. From UNLV. UNLV, you picked him number one. Minnesota picked somebody number one. I, I'm thinking of Cleveland with. Um, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. That was Cleveland. I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I can see his face, but I'm yeah. drawing a blank on his name. But so yeah. I mean, yeah, you got him, and you got Odin, you got some other guys for sure, but. Bo, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, you're right. I think it's just he was so dominant in those couple of years that he played that you can't really say he was a bust because he injuries took him out, you know, as yeah. opposed to, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you could, I mean, you call it whatever, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's not like maybe bust because he played well when he was you know, in like, there, but Anthony still, Bennett was a bust, like yeah. he just right off the bat just did nothing, right. Greg Oden was a bus. He couldn't even stay on the court long enough to see his greatness. You know, these guys were true because they didn't play, you know, or they just couldn't make it onto the court. Yeah. Stampson made it. He was, he's a hall of famer, homie. What? No way. He's a if hall of famer. Four time, saying... four time all-star. I thought you all said rookie he only team, played... all NBA, uh, the all-star MVP rookie of the year. Okay, well, maybe you didn't read me his stats correctly then, or maybe I didn't hear them right, because I thought you said he only played like two or three seasons, and then he... he I'm telling you, so he played 82, 82, 79, and then he went down to 43, 48, 19, 29, 61, 26, 25, 10. How's he a Hall of Famer? Dude, NBA has the easiest Hall of Fame. No, no, tell me, uh, honestly, how is, how is that Hall of Fame? I, you know what, probably college. Because NBA or basketball ah, Hall of Fame is based off college. Then too, that, so. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. So All like right. there's a lot like uh, Christian Leitner is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right. So I think it's just based off that stuff. So as he should be part of the dream team. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what people remember of Christian Leitner. Right? That no, is probably one of the best college players of all time at Duke. Are you kidding me? Dude, that is the ultimate trivia question. Like if you are an NBA person that you better know that answer who's the 12th guy that wasn't worthy of that position yep. i got that position yep right so i hear you yeah yeah well thank you for listening uh merry christmas uh we wish you a happy everything and that's right happy holidays out there to everyone and uh yeah spend some time with your loved ones and be safe and let's go Knicks, Boston, Golden State, Lakers, and Utah. Basically everything opposite Amir just said. <laughs> go team, go. All right, we'll see y'all next. Well, potentially in the new year. I don't know if we'll get a pot in between, but if hopefully we'll keep one. If not, right. we'll see y'all. Peace. Peace.